Oh shit! All right, hold on. These motherfuckers don't know what we done did. Made the motherfucker remix. Yeah, we kind of had to do it to him. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh what? What is what is that? What is happening? Oh. Uh. What, what what is this? What? There it is. There it is. What? Remix, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the motherfucking remix. No chingas, motherfuckers. Uh. Y'all said we had no budget. <laughs> we don't. And we don't, but. I know, but. Guy, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> this is a great start, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Wow! Yeah, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. It, it blends our, our cultures together in a very beautiful way. Mm. We're gonna have like Interscope knocking at the door. I'm gonna sponsor <laughs> this because that beat was so hard. It's a hard beat. Yeah. Big Sean just called. He said he wants that beat. Did you hang up? I said, motherfucker. Oh, Damn. I don't want to hear from you. Get out of here. Damn. <laughs> just, just catching strays over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! He did it to himself. You know, you know, we cooked cook this beat up in the lab. You know, ain't no, ain't no thing. You know what I'm saying? Just well, last so time you told me he was in your top five, so this is just <laughs> this is just super surprising. <laughs> All of this, it's him, Logic. Oh shit! Oh no! Don't Macklemore tarnish oh. my reputation. That's uh, that's that, that's actually disrespectful Yikes. to Big Shine. Honestly, from Logic, I mean, it sounded like you were trying to do a, a like a. White people's favorite rapper lists almost right there. I mean, that's that's this is the top three right there. They they they're in the mix for most. That's Eminem, of course, we can't forget. I mean, the guy, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was man, I used to work this job, and uh, there was a like this is two thousand five, and there's a old white dude, like a older white guy. Well, he's like a little bit older than me, so he's like in his like thirty, and he's like hate rap, hate all types of rap. Love the Beastie Boys. Mm. Love the Beastie Boys. It always makes you think twice. But right? I hate like, rapping. I'm just like the only difference yeah. is that they are white. That's the only thing. Like you. <laughs> like, I mean, their shit like, is pretty tame compared to other rap, though. Not really. Not back in the day. Nah. Yeah, no way. Beastie Boys nah. and out, it, again, y'all can like shoot me down if this off. I feel like delivery wise and like being pretty PG ish. Uh, Run DMC and Beastie Boys had like that similar delivery. That's 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 era. Yeah. If you hate them and you like them, that's that's clear as day to me. I don't think that. Yeah. yeah. When I have and our parents hate, don't yeah. understand. And I got their nudie mag, and now I'm and I'm so bad. <laughs> that was every I mean, song. Those songs cracked me up, like uh, Brass Monkey. Like that yeah. was stupid it was uh, a funky monkey and then um girls yeah. girls is funny girls yeah. so yeah. funny yeah. uh misogyny's hilarious well, i did like i gotta say it sometimes we must laugh yeah we had yeah. to check you us boys over here had to get you on that one how dare you no um <laughs> i did love the uh the intergalactic beat for a very long that was, time that's a tight beat still I remember uh, like clearly well here's the thing yeah I, I, what they are like sure uh, fine I, I mean it's not my cup of tea but like i mean okay rap of that era was for the most part, I, like you just described, the Run DMC had a certain delivery, like style. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. 
you know, I mean, it's just to, to hate all rap, but then just come out and be like, but I love the Beastie Boys. Like, I don't even, like, it's like you're yeah. trying to, that's just trying to be racist. Like, right? Hey, Leonard, like, can you unpack why you just like them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why? Just to be, something about, I don't know, it's just the way yeah. they're, something about the way they did their delivery. You're mm. cerebral. Yeah. Like, they talk about, like, they talk <laughs> about quarterbacks, right? That's right. We said, that's how they talk about quarterbacks differently. It's real, yeah, exactly. It's real cerebral. The guys. Beastie Boys were cerebral. Telephone booth quickness, you know, that, that, that I just. Uh, yeah. One's a natural athlete and one's cerebral. That's right. It's like they don't have the natural talents yeah. of other rappers, you know, so they really had to work at it and really use their mind. That's why I really like mm-hmm. the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. You see? That's bootstraps yeah. if I've yeah. ever seen yeah. But no, it's true. Like, I, I get to think about, like, how many, like, random white kids in, like, the cut somewhere. Like, the only album they got is, like, Eminem and, like, Macklemore because, like, their parents are, like, word. And just, like, I don't know. Like, they... Ooh, well, they, fi- they probably what filled. a worldview to have, you yeah. know, if that's your your idea of what rap music Those is. Those suburban like, white kids, me. I just like the fact that they finally feel some sort of representation in society. <laughs> I just, it's good. It feels, it warms my, it, it warms the cockles of my heart. Do you remember when Macklemore <laughs> won uh, best rap album of the year over Kendrick Lamar? <gasps> I forgot. And like, I think Macklemore, honestly, I think he actually feels bad about it. Like, I think if you were to ask him, he'd be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have won I probably like those are like, but if you have yeah. any self awareness, yeah. you know yeah. oh my that's God, Kendrick's that's so award. Racist. Wait, that's almost, oh. yeah, that's almost like you that's opening a up crime. a hot dog stand in Chinatown and getting like best restaurant. Right, right. It's like best of best the, restaurant yeah, in Chinatown. It's like dog. This is hot dogs. That's, yeah. spot on. <laughs> that's a really good analogy. Yeah, it's fucking. He uses crazy. a really spicy mustard. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, we never tried a mustard like that. And there's all these other spicy mustards out here. It man, no. What I love about rap, not that I know that much, but. For me, it's like the the defiance, this like um, this challenge of um, or disregard of whiteness. Like it just doesn't yeah. even consider the white gaze. It's like this is who we are, and this is what we're about. And fuck you. And yeah, we're not talking to you. A, we're talking. We're yeah. not. We're talking to other black people. Like, it's we're beautiful. Not talking to you. I yeah. love that, and that's what makes it so special for me to listen to. And then when you get a motherfucker like that rapping, I'm just like embarrassed for him. I, that- I cannot. I can't. Paul Wall, I will enjoy. Oh, yeah. But oh, like, that's other what we, than that's, that, that's that's what, that's what we're gonna we're gonna yeah, do. We we were thinking about the like the white rappers in hip hop that like that we love. Yeah. yeah, Paul, Paul Wall is there. there. Yeah, Paul L- Wall. LP, I'd say. Oh, LP, LP, exactly. LP's on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's oh. it. Okay, so that was a good good list. Yeah, I'm, there's a few more. There's I'm blank. Oh, uh, uh, your old Drew, you know, yeah, I, yeah, but I like my, my, my guy there. Uh, uh, MC <laughs> Search, MC, it's so just, just reaching. Oh my god, I'm trying okay. here. Damn, I should know, I should yeah. know more because there's other, I mean, oh, I feel there, like, yeah. there are, there are other white, like, I, I just think that we didn't do our research on this. Sure, one. We, yeah. yeah, we're coming in cold here, yeah, yeah. yeah let us fair. know, guys, if you, if there's a white rapper that you want to that, that stand up for, mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to hear from you, like, we don't want to, you know, bash all white rappers if there's like some fucking genius like out there the, that I've never heard, like the iconic Rastafarian. Uh, Canadian Snow, yeah, <gasps> yes. like that that guy, um, Informer, Informer. Oh no, no! Oh, that song—it just gets in your head. It's I'm mm-hmm. fucked. That's I mean, it. How many babies were conceived to Informer? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the saddest conception no. of all time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> immaculate oh conception. Gosh. If you ask me, mm-hmm. shit. 
What's the opposite of immaculate? Because that's what that was. <laughs> Ejaculate. It does rhyme. It's yeah. not the opposite, but it does rhyme, right? The right, opposite. Professor? Correct? Okay. Cool. Thank you. That's not an antonym. I'll say that. Rhymes, oh. but has nothing to do with you. I have you, no regrets. You write, you write books. And those Me books have write good. words. Yeah. Who's your Who's your favorite rappers? I, I'm interested, like... Like off the top of your head, give us give us three rappers that you really like. Okay, uh, Erica L. Sanchez, the the writer academic. Oh my god! Okay, Twenty One Savage, Twenty One, Black Thought, Kendrick Lamar. Okay, you gonna just that's it. You, no. Do okay. you want to replace oh, you any more? of those three? You got more? Wait, I, I thought more. he said three. I said three. You can do five. You do top five. We'll do, we'll do a top five. It's always we'll top, five. We've we've approved, top five. We've approved the three. I, didn't, I just didn't you want to keep going. I didn't think you had more than three. So Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. All right. And D's Nuts. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. <laughs> I have a question for the people here who grew up poor like what's a really funny memory that you have about being poor that at the time you didn't really think anything of but now you're just like oh my god <laughs> what was that it's when they took your ass to the fucking buffet and it was like kids 12 and under oh. eat free <laughs> and then your parents would have to swindle you you were like 15 they're like you're fucking 12 <laughs> and you husky too yeah. if you husky it's worse you know some of us were husky oh okay i, 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 like I didn't mean to look at you martini <laughs> i didn't mean to look at martini when I said husky, but why, why are you looking at me? I, bro? I, I hit an age where I started like, you know, you start finding your voice, you start speaking up on things, and then I just like spilled it. I'm like, but I'm 14. And I, I broke their fucking heart. They, they I, was, tell, I was about to eat for free. They tell you not to lie. I know. They tell you not to lie. And here's the fucked up part. Oh I've been now, God. being the age that I am, I've been on both sides of this. Like, I was the one like you being told, hey, shut the fuck up. You're 12. I'm like, I'm 27, Dad. <laughs> Stop trying to pick me up and carry me on your shoulders. I'm 27, and I have my own family behind me. Um, but now, now I'm on the other side of it, and I'm like, I've done the same shit. I'm like, ah, oh, hey, you're, you're 10 right now. Just shut like, up. And why my kids, should they get your extra cash? Yeah. Right, but but the, then the kids look at you yeah. with that same look Integrity. that you had, yeah. and they're oh like, God, but so you true. told me not to lie. And I'm like, I, you, so here's the trick. Now, yeah. So... <laughs> Tell your kids, like I do this with my wife. I'm like, A, walk them over that way, far away from where this transaction is about to happen. Oh my God. And then I will, <laughs> I, will game plan. I will point to them and go, yeah, two 12-year-olds. Oh my Dude, God. that is too no, pro for this. Man, you, what you need to do. That's a really good tip for I mean, that's all good. of our listeners. But what my grandma did to just sort of nip it in the butt is, is when we I was getting on a train. This was in Atlanta. She came to visit Atlanta and like, I was too old to like not ride for free. She was like going to the thing, and I was like, "But grandma," <laughs> and like I thought she was gonna smack me in my fucking face, oh, like the way yeah. she looked at me, like she was about to smack the shit out of me. So I had to make a choice, and well, I went under the shit. But I, because I had that type, of, I was like, "But I'm not, you know, eleven, you know, whatever, you know." But it was yeah. you're about to cost her an yeah. extra six dollars, yeah. like a motherfucking you know arrogant grandma bastard yeah. has been through some shit. That's yeah, yeah, all yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Our, all of our grandmas have been through shit. I'm, I'm one yeah. of the few that's <laughs> never got smacked by my grandma. And I'm, yeah, I, let's let's big it up for grandmas. And then if your parents say you're 12, shut the fuck up. You're 12 for, <laughs> for that moment. Just, you know, be a nice child. Notice sure. we're not saying shit about grandfathers because they're trash. <laughs> Just across the board, trash. 
Like of a certain generation, once you yeah, you are true. you have eight families. Oh my god! You weren't involved in anybody's life. You were hot fucking garbage. Or a lot of them were just dead too. You know. Well, fuck you too then. Yeah, well, that, that does me no good. Where were you? Where were you? That's right. Thanks a lot. All right, this is the No Chingas podcast where Erica L. Sanchez and the No Chingas crew explore issues, questions, and assorted chingaderas. Uh, this is the Black and Latino Coalition, and we're solving the world's problems one shit-talking session at a time. Uh, we have no fucking clue what we're doing, but we're keeping it moving with the unearned confidence of a mediocre white man. I am Martin Malecho. I'm Roddy, and uh, you know what it is. Um, I don't want to be here, but I feel like I had to be. For the children, like Ruta. This is Erica L. Sanchez, and I'm a thick queen. <laughs> and this is Jorge here. <laughs> He's also a thick queen. Yeah. Also a thick queen. Yeah. Don't you dare call me George. Um, my hair has grown in since last week's haircut, so I'm no longer acting different. I'm back <laughs> to my old <laughs> humble self. Yeah, you've been humble. Yeah. He's yeah. acting regular. Um <laughs> but I'm going to kick us off with our first no chingas where we, you know, we just talk shit, tackle the tricky stuff of the of the week, of the month. Um, and I had something that came to mind. I was traveling and I thought of y'all. Um, I was like, this is I feel, you know, in my mind, I'm saying no chingas left and right. I traveled overseas to Europe and um, immediately big time. motherfucker, uh-huh. right? had to flex on works. them. No. Um, <laughs> No, but immediately, though, as soon as you get there, even, like, the cabbie is, like, trilingual, like, God knows how many languages. Tons of people I ran into are speaking three, four. I think we even had a tour guide with five languages. And what it made me think about was the random videos you see in the States here of, like, a Karen going mad at, like, a grocery store because someone spoke Spanish. So the dichotomy was just insane. That gap is so insane they're it's ju- so ignorant. They're just <laughs> light years ahead of us in terms of what they can do, their proficiency, their intelligence in this in terms of language. Um, and it feels very welcoming for me being from here. You know, I speak English. I speak Spanish. But, you know, someone who is French, accommodating, that shit was beautiful. And for us here to yell at some woman who's actually lived here for decades but happens to speak Spanish c- most comfortably getting berated by a Karen in the fucking milk aisle. Yeah. That's what it, it took my mind to. And I just wanted to say, no chingas, get with the program. Other places are doing it way better. Counterpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do one thing well. My, <laughs> I, my mom. Jack of all trades. My <laughs> mom is that woman who is at the grocery store and occasionally be like, speaking spanish to me and i refuse to engage her with in in spanish and i'm like speak english this is america (laughs) and then i and then i hit her too oh not directly i throw i throw like chicken cutlets at her the grocery store that's from behind closed doors ridiculous i like to do one thing well and the people that that get mad at people that speak other languages they speak english really well usually you know that's the thing (laughs) yeah so you know i like that (laughs) Oh my goodness! Sometimes <laughs> no, no. I feel sorry for them because they're so stupid. 
you know because they're just like so pitiful and so ugly and so hateful and just petty and small and like has a narrow mind and shit it's like what narrow fixed sad like like, what a sad existence like my god that's that is pitiful you have to be the center of everything and if you don't know something then no one should know it, right? So if someone speaks Spanish, if someone speaks like whatever, like, no, 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 no. I speak only one simplistic (laughs) language. Stop it. Stop it. I'm uncomfortable. So, so absurd and such a like symptom of white supremacy. It's like, no, we we speak American here, you know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you motherfuckers? I almost want... Like we talked about last week, I almost want those videos to have like the geotag. So if it's in like New Mexico, Arizona, and you know, they start getting, you know, hothead is like, no, motherfucker, this is my house. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you went to France, right? Yeah. And so you went to the Bulls game there, right? There was yeah. a Bull, there was a Chicago Bulls game in France. You went to that shit. Bulls so played the Pistons. Yeah. Fucking dope. I, I got a what a I, baller. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucking balls. Mm-hmm. I ran into a, one of Erica's homies out there right after the game. For real? Yeah. That's crazy. Another writer, yeah, ran yeah. into him. But and wow. So I just want to ask, like, did, did, was the same level of excitement for t-shirts in France as there is in America at like games and shit when I, they're shooting t-shirts out? I will kill <laughs> my fucking seatmate. That's what I'm saying. I don't a, want t-shirts free, that bad. Three dollar t-shirt. But at the motherfucking game, like, yeah, I'll punch. Yeah, my something in the face. happens. Something takes over your being. <laughs> And you're now super hot for this 3X fucking t-shirt right. you're never you're gonna clean this your car with. Wrinkly ass white wait, wait, wait. t-shirt. Did they get hyped for the t-shirts or were they above it? You know, were the were they they so culture, they spoke so many languages. Let's just They're say like, there was no such thing as a t-shirt cannon. Silly Americans, pew pew. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're down on that. They wait, say wait, wait. you they throw didn't... clothing articles out of Cannon? It was oh. a crepe cannon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That. <laughs> oh my Dog, god. that's crazy. We should. I feel like. I feel like a lot of cultures, if they haven't gotten it, they would get on board because that shit. I think they I, would. That shit, like it's something about humans and like t-shirts coming out of a cannon. Yeah. Like when you're in a stadium, it's just like you want it. So, I wanted it. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And like especially kids, like you're just grown. It's a, it's a mate. It's like a fucking biological. You want that shit. You see wait, kids, wait, they kids like fucking force, freak out because the kids never get it. So you're you got now a decade in, and you need that shit. Yeah, no, yeah, you never got it when you're 12, and so now you're old. You like you want the shit. Like I'm telling you, it's it's something going but on. You did there. get free Scientists buffet food. Studied, oh, oh, at the game? No, when you were 12, I was saying. Oh yeah, I did. That yeah. shit was delicious. trade off. Morrison's, yo, yeah. check that shit out. Shout out, <laughs> Morrison's old country buffet. Yeah. Wait, Erica, you were traveling recently as well, right? I was. I went to Utah. Where um, I like joined this event put on by the um, oh sorry the ACLU Pen America you let Utah read and um, others they invited me to talk about my book and the book bans um, because my book keeps getting banned across the country and so. Um, yeah, I spoke there. A lot of other writers spoke up about what's going on, and it was really great to see so many people. It was at the Capitol, and um, it was, you know, very well attended, and people were really serious about 
what this means um, to to ban books, um, and yeah, it was it was great. But we had protesters who um, <laughs> like book banner protesters, like yeah, pro they, book bans, pro book banners who <laughs> who came and they got no hobbies. For real, like oh my god! Or shoes? Can I ask? Yeah, can I ask what their shoes look like? Did you did you get a glimpse of of what the fuck was on their feet? I didn't see their shoes, but they were frumpy as fuck from top to bottom. Like pilgrim shoes? That's what I probably. No, I picked. No, I'm picturing some Skechers that are just dirty, like like dirty Skechers. Really unkempt people, you Mm -hmm. know, and they're banning or or they're they're protesting these these books banning these books because they talk about sex and oh, so i, I thought just, they, i thought they were banning your book because they just thought it wasn't very good oh so it's okay no, oh no no no, no, no. Wait, just did you wait. know that it's the number one Brat, time Brat. best-selling Brat. I mean, they're not right. they're not yeah. listening yeah. to this podcast as yeah. is but uh so so i'm saying this freely Book bands are great for business. Yeah, <laughs> like, you put it so on a, stupid. Th- think about, especially a YA book. Do you know that the only fucking books I wanted to read when I was a young adult, when, yeah. I, when I was a teenager Same. or a tween, I'm like, oh, you're saying I shouldn't read that book? I'm yeah. reading it. It's like over. those channels you're not supposed to. I want to know more about. Imagine, yeah. you're, imagine you're a Mexican girl in Utah, and they ban a book called "I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter." Oh, Are you gonna be like, I wonder what the fuck they're talking about in this book? Like that's so true. <laughs> you know oh my mean? goodness! Like she's gonna find a way. Yeah, but still, they're they're fucked up because they're fascist, and oh, yeah. it's just like a really like scary um, sort of a trend right now. That we're seeing, and so um, we we have to like stand up against it, you know. I wanted to ask you, you know, this has come up a few times. It's just it, it keeps happening, so it keeps coming up on, on the podcast. Um, and I was gonna ask you, how? What's the protocol to get them unbanned? Like, if Whoa. places are banning them, what are the action items to to get that undone? I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know what goes into these um, like community decisions and things like that, or the school boards. I I, I have well, no idea how that operates. I think it's on the school board think, level. It's for schools. Yeah. Well, they okay. they ban it. They ban it in schools and school libraries. Like they can't ban it from like yeah. I thought like bookstore like borders no. Barnes no. and Noble. No, that's why it's it's like, largely okay, sim- I'm, okay. it's largely symbolic. It's yeah. just fucking bull. It's just yeah. it's virtue signaling bullshit. It's just uh. Literal continuation of, uh, I'd say, white supremacy and white supremacist philosophy uh, that has been going on since slavery, since countries were born, and particularly during after slavery, during Jim Crow. This is exactly yeah. the type of shit uh, that they would do back then that they're doing right now. It's controlling a narrative. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm. Totally. That yeah. voice is not welcomed here. We don't want to hear it. That is controversial to us. It's making me uncomfortable. It's making me I don't want that for my it's, kids. It's showing the contradiction of my life. It's making it, it, it's showing how how absurd uh, you know as it's like a as a so as a you know oh white supremacist or a person that embraces whiteness in that way when you read a book like I'm not your perfect Mexican daughter, or a lot of the books are trying to ban, which have a lot of truth in them. It really undercuts their their whiteness and their 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 myth, 
and that's why they yeah. want to ban it. They've yeah. never they've never gone as far as to read the book. Oh, no, yeah, no, they, 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 they haven't. Let, let, let's just be really. <laughs> they just know it's not for yeah. them. Let's be really clear about that. They they just know the word Mexican is in the title. Strike one. Yeah, no, I right. You know, I didn't Daughter, know. it's a it's a woman too. Like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Next, like that's two strikes already. No, I what I didn't know it'd be so controversial for real. Like, I I had no concept. Like, I just wrote a book that felt real and yes i knew it was kind of edgy i knew that it, it was like challenging some shit but i i didn't think that people would be afraid of it you know because that's what it is like oh i don't i don't like what that represents like so i'm not gonna um let my child uh learn about that person you know like it's just it's it, what a way to live like damn man it's just it, it, it fucks me up sometimes. But it it points out oppression, like it, it, even indirectly. Like you didn't think it was a big deal because you're like, oh, this is just a, a true, like a very like this right. is what a real story would feel like for a young Mexican girl in Chicago, right? Well, yeah, I think I always underestimate how racist people really are, and that happened to me when Trump was elected. Like I just had no notion of like how terrible it truly was, and then. Uh, and then that was like a slap in the face. And then it's just like, oh, here's another reminder of like how my people are viewed in this country, you know, that that we can't even have literature, like not even fucking literature. Like, are you fucking kidding? No, me? Definitely not literature. It's part. It's very dangerous for them. Cause it, it it rocks that narrative. I mean, well, they know what the. Does. I'm just it's, saying it's, they know what the fuck yeah. they're doing. That's no, all. Well, it's it's very calculated. But it's but. also very. I, I just think it's very much a missile. To your point, though, because especially in the digital age with these kids and phones and computers, they could probably there's an ebook, right? They can probably even yeah. get the ebook. Like it's so easy. If if you told me I couldn't read something, I want to read it more, and. I'm glad they're in those frumpy K-Swiss busted up <laughs> because if they knew anything, they would know that the band Jordans are one of the most popular. Most popular. Like, gonna, you know what I mean? You're not supposed to, so it's... Yeah, I'm going to make a true. proclamation and then yeah, that Erica L. Sanchez, if you are a, a young person that lives in a district where the book has been banned, Erica Sanchez will send you a copy of her book. For yeah, free, I'm gonna. Just, I'm just. Is that true? Will you do that? Yeah. I just said that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you if, and it's legit, you, you know. Let us know. Yeah, for through real. Anch- through anchor, probably. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, through anchor. I don't know. I will totally do that. Send That's you a, a great mother- idea. Yeah, send you. Yeah, and then you know what? Once you read it, pass it along to someone else out there. Yeah, that's a yeah. I love that. Please, someone. And that, that's a then any narrative that doesn't center the same voices and faces that have been centered since the inception of the country um, are a problem, right? Like that's when you get banned. That's when you get attention of that sort. That's when you get uh, school board meetings where people are, have the pitchforks and the, the torches out. Um, and that's just like internalized. They've internalized this threat of just like anything that goes that they are unfamiliar with any story that focuses on a group of people or a, in this case, a young Mexican girl um, is too much. Like we, we have to put a stop to this. We can't let people know that they can also be the, the main characters in the story of the United States. I, I argue it's deeper than that. I argue that the mere existence and the idea of this person having 
being this human and being, you know, and reacting to the circumstances that they're in because of white supremacy, it just slaps white supremacy in the face. And they just don't want you to hear. It just goes right. Mm. It goes so against the narrative of what this country is and everything like that. Just just the story, just the story of a young a young girl who's the daughter of of immigrants that might have come here, you know, without papers. Right. Like, you know, what I mean, undocumented like and that's just subconscious shit. Yeah, Just living that life is like and and being able to tell that story is enough for them to be like, hell no. Like, no, 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 no. We don't we don't tell that story. No one who feels that way. I would argue very few people feel that way. Maybe none who feel that way have can 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 actually say those words in that way can can tell you exactly why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. That's some internalized subconscious oh yeah like white supremacy. They're not smart enough right. to know that. They didn't read it. On. They didn't read the shit anyway. They just know that there's like they just know. Someone told them to be scared right. of it or the word Mexican scared them or you know it's just anything you know, oh. that isn't featuring me as the 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 central point, I I can't get down with. Can we talk about how the word Mexican is used as an insult or like, or people are insulted when they, you think they're Mexican. I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't know too much about the Mexican thing like that, but I did have an instance of it, like where I felt it. Cause I, cause you know, my, my wife is Mexican, which is sort of why I'm here with y'all Mexicans. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we had these painters come to the house and they walked in and they were like, uh, we prefer to speak Spanish. And so then my wife started speaking Spanish to them. And I was like, cool. So then when they left, I was like, oh man, so cool. So Mexican painters. And she was like, no, they were Greek. And I was like, oh shit, I really thought they were Mexican. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like a leap, you know? It was, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a logical leap for me to be like, I was like, yeah, they, there's, they wanted, they were in Chicago and they want to speak Spanish. And, and they were like kind of brown. I guess they're Mediterranean. And they, so then when they came back, I was like, Oh, what's up, guys? I was like, oh, man, you know what's funny? You guys came and speak Spanish, and I thought that you guys were Mexican. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, like my wife is Mexican because you guys are talking, and they just, like, didn't say shit. They, they just, like, turned around. Oh, and started why would you do such a thing? That's, Roddy, why thought, would you ever you, you think? Thought, they, like, never talk to me again. You thought we were Mexican? <laughs> you thought the sandwich shop sold sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? And then my wife was like, yo, I don't think they like you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, eating yeah. heroes the whole time. <laughs> you thought these were tacos? You're not silly, tacos, sir. They're no, heroes. But was it a good paint job? Yeah, it was great. It was great. They did a great job. People uh, getting offended by being called a uh, Mexican is wild to the me. The funniest misconception. It, it, like you know, it's really, a place, right? I was surprised he's <laughs> mad because I was some like, people. Some people are from there. Yeah. Another thing too, it's like. It's delicious like, food <laughs> beautiful people i'm married to a mexican i like mexicans so like if i think you're a mexican i'm not hating though you're trying <laughs> you know, really yeah. hard it, it worries places. me though it worries me though if people <laughs> think it's a slur i wonder in what context they've heard it historically uh growing up in passing in their friend groups like the fact that you think it's a bad thing what's the context clues there so Kind of tying a few things that we've talked we need, about already. We need better PR, I guess. Is that the conclusion? <laughs> so, here's a genie lamp. She's like, better PR? My thing is, maybe it's we don't hiring have a, the right people. We don't have enough of us in this country. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's not enough of y'all around. Sometimes that shit's internalized, too, because I remember, I, I don't know where the fuck we were, but I was there with my mother-in-law who speaks... Spanish. And so she turned to it. We we're in a restaurant. 
she turns to the busboy, the waiter, I think, and she starts speaking to him in Spanish, right? He didn't speak Spanish, which is absolutely understandable. You don't speak the language. But in the same way, he looked offended. So he might be like second, like third, fourth generation Mexican. And, and he somehow decided to take offense at the fact that they, somebody thought that he might know the language. That's I mean, you, very you, sad. You yeah. could just clarify and say, I don't speak it. I'm sorry. And ended it at that. Can but I do a Martine here? <laughs> what country were you in? Damn, you got me. Were you in America? <laughs> okay. We speak English here. Thank yeah. you very much. Case closed. You got me. You got me. Oh, man. I'm trying so, so, so hard to pass down the Spanish to my daughter because that's really important to me. It's know? so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Everywhere they go, it's going to be English. Yeah. Everywhere yeah. they go. I mean, it's a fight that I'm willing to to take on, I guess. Um, we'll see <laughs> how it goes. Well, I'm just going to do my best. Can I talk about sort of how important history is and literature is? Because it's like the book banning stuff. This is sort of, can we think about it? So, man, I came like, I don't know, but... I guess I guess I'm gonna call this algorithms and stuff because I've been I've been trying to do genealogy and I've been searching for like primary source slavery like narratives and all this stuff. And I came across this this woman Harriet Jacobs. And she wrote this book called Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, published in 1861. Right, so 1861. Think about this. She so. She published it under a, a pseudonym. Did I say that right for yes. the nerds? Mm -hmm. Okay, like so, if, you know, um, and uh, <laughs> and like so, so a different name and to and hide people's identity because she didn't really want to, because it was very salacious. It was very and it's very deep. It's very crazy, and it's very well written. And so, what what actually what's really interesting about this book, which I think is super important, is what happened is people took it as a uh, a fiction novel by abolition abolitionists, like a white lady in North. They they uh, they attributed this one woman, like this one white woman, they said that she wrote it because it was so well written and it was so unbelievable. Like how, like the the treatment, the the things that she was saying were so unreal. They they were like, this can't be. This is uh, made up for the abolitionist movie eighteen sixty one. Turns out in the, like the nineties, uh. An academic, I don't remember her name right now. I'll look it up, you know, while we talk about this. But she corroborated the entire story. So, like, through documents, through letters, like you know how people like have a old letters, like all the letters, all the census shit, every everything, all the newspaper articles corroborated everything she was saying. They, she was able to figure out where they were, exactly what family she was talking about, everything, and it, it was all true. And it turns out it's the only like written. Slave narrative by like firsthand slave narrative by a woman. Period. I've been listening to it on an audiobook because you guys make fun of me for not reading, and it's, sometimes it's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just been giving it a listen, but it's just it's like what you know how I, I like to I don't like to, but sometimes to really try to understand slavery and think about why um, they would sort of there's a myth on the, our founding fathers and stuff like that particularly surrounding slavery because when you think about the actual tangible like logistically like physically like actually what happened on a day-to-day -day basis is fucking unbelievable and so like they 
they don't want you to think about that and understand that to this day. Uh, you know, when you see like a statue of a Confederate, you know, general, like think about that. That still exists today. Like, why would they have some shit like that when it represents this sort of stuff? And that, so in this book, her firsthand accounts, I mean, she's talking about things like, um, she's talking about things like, uh, sexual assault from her master, um, the master's wife getting mad at her for it when she's 15 years old. She's talking about, like, she's talking about stuff like, uh, you know, family members getting sold away, uh, being threatened to get sold to a slave trader, which happened like just like, it, it, but imagine it being written, uh, as from that point of view and like how you felt at that time and what happened and what they actually did. And it's, it's just so fascinating to, to read. I mean, so one of the things that really struck me, one of like the craziest things. So when you think about a, a, a slave and like their rights, they have none. So she told, told a story about her grandmother, her mistress, her slave master, uh, asked her, she, she basically extorted her for $300 back then, which is a ton of money. She had saved, she was able to make these crackers, uh, you know, after she did all her duties as a slave, she would bake these crackers and sell them. She'd bake them at night, in the middle of the night and sell them. She made $300. Her mistress asked her to borrow the $300. She took it from her, never gave it back. Shocking. And then when she died, she was like talking to the the like the probate lawyer, be like, "Yo, you know, she was a three dollars, and that dude was like, get the fuck out of my face." So like, imagine being a slave and you had all this money, like, yeah. so all these things, like, and they had horrible, no rights. Where things. where could you go? Who could you tell? No, and let's think about um, getting the the word out. Where could you go to print? You know, like, because we're talking about book banning and why it's so important. When the word started to travel through letters, through mm-hmm. things like that. Reading and writing is just the root of everything. It's how we change things, move things, and there was no access, right? They couldn't get anything out I mean, um, until they did. That particular part of, like, a lot of slave codes came after Haiti, after that revolt. Like, a lot of yeah. the slave codes that said, yep. like, we're not going to let you read came after that. That was like, a threat? A, in a, as a response to that. So they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I, and I want you to, and there's another thing that this book touched on. I don't want to go to it, but, like, just that I didn't, totally considered that i want to that i just want to bring up here when you have a just a whole bunch of people with absolutely zero rights literally be bought and sold she's she's telling us so her brother was like like 13 years old a couple years ago he ran away like you know did ran through a bunch of shit it was totally incredible you know but he got caught it was t- they brought him back and they were gonna uh he wanted to to sell him to a slave trader. That was a threat. Like, if you're on a plantation, like, we'll say you're a slave trader, and you'll go off to Louisiana somewhere, and we'll never see you again. You'll never see your family again, right? You know what I mean? So that that's a, that was a threat. So, they, so the slave trader came, and but he was so defiant, and so, like, not, and he just was so skinny. Uh, it was also happened to be very light-skinned because of a lot of rape that was going on. Uh, so this, by by master, so he was very light-skinned. And the, this is what the slave trader said, said, um, I he, like, he's really not worth a lot right now because of his demeanor, and he's really frail and thin. But he said, "I would have given a lot of money if a slave that handsome was a girl." And what he was Shit. saying there, yeah, is that if there was a thirteen-year-old girl Fuck. that looked that handsome, 
you would fetch a lot of money on this slave trader market. So, like, so, so, I mean, just like think about wow. what they're saying. Yeah, wow. and and I just and I just want to remind people like you might not heard about Shalita. You haven't thought, but like this is the only slave narrative by a woman that exists. One. So, you're yeah. gonna hear Shalita. a single fucking one. Yeah, I listened to the first few chapters. I'm not done with it, but um, yeah, it's really well written. So it's just like a miracle that this book even exists because everything that she must have gone through to get to the point where she wrote a book um, and and then got it published, like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's incredible. Um, and just that feat is just, I don't know, it's it, it fills me with a feeling that I can't describe. I think there's a there's a there's a fundamental difference because we're we're living in 2023. You have all sorts of media. It's fragmented. You get your you, you can watch a movie, you can watch a documentary, and all those things are powerful in their own way. I think there is a significant difference between that and the written word, and I think the reason is you are, again. I'm talking off the top of my head, talking out my ass. You can call me on it if you think I'm wrong. You are co-creating this as you're reading. So you're hearing this story and you're not watching it and then taking it in and being powerfully hit. You are literally like you're hearing the words from this person, fiction or non, right? Like in this case, it's definitely real as fuck. You are co-creating this story. You are picturing it. You are creating it in your head. And I think there's something powerful to that. And that's why it's such a threat. That's why we only have one slave narrative, Uh, right? Like to your point, that is a huge threat because- your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and not re- like yeah. so when it's reading it's literally thinking like i am this person you know, you ever catch yourself like yeah. i haven't taken a breath in about yeah. 15 minutes because this is so powerful <laughs> yeah well that's because your brain is going like i am going through this right now yeah. right it's that's amazing different. there's nothing like it you can't compare it to anything and and to compare it to folks who maybe you know um you hit dry spells with reading i'm sure i'm sure folks do but when you watch a show or you watch a movie you can point. You're like, that's that character. They're doing a good job. Actors doing good. That other actor's cool. Right. right. They're doing. But you're pointing like there. And I remember book, them from this other like, movie. Like, I, yeah. When you, yeah, literally, when you read a book, it's not that way. You are putting yourself, and it's crazy. It's like uh, let's put it like VR before VR, because right people. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like, why I started reading because yeah. it was. A great way to not be where I was. Yeah, you know, it was awesome. So put down the yeah. Oculus um, and um, <laughs> and get you some Whoa. books. <laughs> All right, next up is Chingadaris, uh, which they're telling me means just random shit that we're able to talk about. So that's what we're gonna do right now. <laughs> that was a great intro. Thank you. Well, so we're talking about, you know, things of the day. You know, chingaderas. You know. A little ch- chingadee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chingadee. I don't know. You know, I don't speak Spanish. Like y'all. That's well, ob- who has it's become obvious. Oh, are you, oh, y'all thought I was native speaker of Spanish? You look like maybe you could. <laughs> He's Greek. Spanish. You I'm, look Mexican. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I look Mexican I, now? I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> How y'all going to say that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to talk about the. So there's a lot of terrible shit going on. I don't know if we want to talk about all the shootings, the police beating a man to death. There's just fucking terrible. Everything's terrible. 
too many terrible places to start. It's yeah. fucking terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, mass shootings in California, three, like, it, within two days or whatever. Sometimes it feels just like a crapshoot to go outside, you know? It does. <laughs> At this like, rate, who the yeah. fuck knows what's going to happen? That's how I feel all the time now. I yeah. don't know if I'm, like, fucked up or if that's a healthy approach. I think approach. a lot of people both feel like that. Yeah. You were both fucked up. Yeah. And I guess healthy because everyone's doing that. It's insane, too. Uh, this is super random. But I feel like I used to grow up thinking, like, yeah, you might get into things on, like, Friday or Saturday. No, man. There's, like, 13 people going out on, like, a Tuesday, man. We are not... <laughs> It's always it's a crapshoot. No, that's I swear true. I used to think bad things happened Friday and Saturday weekends? nights because of our parents. Yeah, just because. <laughs> but we're from a neighborhood where, where no, you step out and now it's just wild things happening to anyone that's other, based on this system that we're always talking about. So join us in this conversation. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's ill, man. I I mean. It's almost like every single place that you could think of that is like, oh, it's not gonna happen here. Oh no, no, it's not gonna be, not gonna be here. Not at well, um, not while I'm doing my yeah. dance class. Yeah, like Jesus I'm in Christ. dance class. Didn't you like, mention you went to an event with your kids that, um, there was like police? Oh, folks out. No, last summer I took them to this summer I took them to the pool in the burbs. Like, cause it, oh man, yeah, they have a they have a crazy uh. Like pool with like you know public pool with like slides and all that shit. We took them there, but outside, uh, drag queens were reading stories to children. And so when we came out of the because it's like a you know it's on like you know public land or whatever. And we came out, I was like, yo, there's mad police. I was like, what's going on? And then I look, and I was like, oh, a drag queen is reading a book to like a hundred people that are interested in listening to this book from this person. You know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is why these police are. Because they probably, I'm sure they got threats. It's just like, I'm a, sure, you know. A hate crime could just oh pop off God. now? Is that where we live? Because that is, also, that is exactly where we also, live. Also, because it's like something that's like cool. Like the family was out to chill and like listen to books being read. And like one of the motherfuckers that read a book happened to be a drag queen. And so like, it's like, so now it's time for guns to be drawn, I guess. But because of these, this is what these motherfuckers <laughs> feel like, you know? So fucking disgusting i don't know i like i thought it was getting better you know and then and now that's not the case that level of hyper vigilance that you have to live with is toxic and not i'm not saying that in a generic way i think like this causes physical harm you are literally walking through your life and any scientific medical study that you read now is talking about the importance or the significance of stress on your health if you are living in a permanent state of stress and something like that, you know, I, we went to a Juneteenth parade uh, this year, last year. And I saw as we were getting there and I'm looking for a place to park and I see like two pickup trucks that have like um, uh, MAGA bumper stickers. And I see, I'm like, oh fuck. God. I'm like, that shit ain't an accident. I'm like, these motherfuckers. And so my Wait. brain immediately goes to why are these people in this vicinity what are they planning? What oh, are they doing? God. I start looking for ways out. I'm like, what? okay, what's the safest place to be? And I'm like, it's literally an opportunity to celebrate. Like, this is supposed to be a celebratory space, right? You're supposed to be, like, acknowledging a historical event and also, like, like 
it's supposed to be a positive experience. And here you have, like, I, I don't know. Like, all these people, like, we're watching this pickup truck. I'm like, do they have guns? Do they, like, are they out here to do, like, what they are they causing? Everything. And, right. And, like, it happened in, uh, in Highland or something. Or, yeah. Oh, wait, no, white, super, white supremacist person yeah. is going to be like, oh, they can't a, a parade, come to dog. the Juneteenth. They're, I'm sure there were plenty of white people there that were celebrating as well. Everyone's welcome to that. But if you want to throw up flags that you know is going to antagonize and try to, you know, just present a threat yes. on purpose. It's not your whiteness that's pre- it's not because you are have white skin is presenting a threat. Uh, your your right. white supremacist signals and and showing that whiteness in that way is is presenting a threat. And you, you know, know exa- and you and know exactly. You, know exactly exact, what the fuck you, you beat me to you it. You know exactly. That's what not the fuck inadvertent, you're doing. right? Yeah, that's like, not coincidental. Yeah. If you're if wait, you wait, have, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Did they have truck nuts? They, I was so like, I, I don't know. It's quite possible that they had truck I think, I, I mean, I would probably, they had to have it, it's right? on, it's, It would be on brand. Yeah. 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 They were like yeah. a smaller version of the same one that they sell at uh, Advanced Auto Parts. It was like the smaller version of it. The knockoff. Yeah. But again, such a wonderful event. And you can't just enjoy the day, enjoy the experience, learn. Because in the back of your head, you're like, is someone going to do something fucking insane right now? Like, are they going to do, are they going to commit a violent hate? Like, I, that's the world that we live in right Wait, now. But when things pop off, too, the crazy thing is that, like, so those events that go, these mass shootings that keep happening, I'm thinking about when it pops off, say, I'm out on the wrong Tuesday because this person hates my people, right? And I'm at this, <laughs> and I'm at a parade, right? Like, it always happens at this family. We're at a parade, dude. And then, um, so things go off, and then it's like we're expecting the police who are tied into the same system Jeez. to come help. Yeah. They just, I want to tie it back to the, I think the beating that was like yesterday. Tyree Nichols. And Memphis, Memphis, Memphis police, this is from AP News. Memphis yeah. police disbanded, um, I think they called it the Scorpion yeah. Unit. Yeah. So like all yeah. this shit, the system that they yeah. build just to kick people's ass and call themselves the scorpion it reminds unit. me of the red dog police in atlanta yeah, in, yeah. The, in the i guess it was definitely in the 90s maybe late 80s but it was like the drug police and they had similar bullshit powers and i and like you can't i mean goody mob talks about them even yeah. on the album like i've heard them in many songs notorious yeah. notorious in atlanta for fucking people up and it's fucking bullshit yeah. do, you, do you know that I, I, this seems right the commissioner who they currently have in Memphis was brought in because she had formerly like been a part of like the Atlanta creation oh, of shit. this group. I didn't know that at all. I could be wrong, but I could have uh, sworn I just read I this mean, like yesterday. Like, don't like, yeah. it, please correct me if I'm I wrong. That I, I, I never heard that, but I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, cause I remember that and being like, Oh my God. It, and like, you know, man, like I know cops in Atlanta. I know what they do. So if you live in a community where there's a lot of violence, you, I guess there's a there's a need to to draw a line between and define what the difference is. What most communities want is safety. You want to be safe. You want a safe community. And that has been somehow turned into we want more police. And if you've been given no other option, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, a police presence would be great here. But also a police presence is incredibly dangerous here. So you're almost given like no real choice here. But having more police in a community does not mean you are safer, right? Think about communities that are policed at an extreme. I would just love to ask like a a random white person in high school. When you were in high school, you're, if they say you're 40 right now, right? Like kind of my age. If you 
had a bunch of police around you doing the shit that you did mm-hmm. in high school and they wanted to catch you and they were motivated to catch you and motivated to prosecute you. Do you think your life would have turned out a little bit different? Just think about that. Just consider that for a minute. Oh, when when you when you think about like, oh, like you want more police and you like so and then you have you have mothers who have like black kids who get caught up in the system on some bullshit. Yeah. On some dumb shit that is not that should not be you know, in the system like yeah. that for what they actually did as a as just a young person. So think about that. Just think about the comparison. Like that's yeah. what that makes yeah. me think about. Like compare compare think about what you what you did. It's always crazy to think too. Historically I've been told y'all can correct me if I'm wrong here too, that they have like quotas to upkeep or some sort of performance metrics where it's like, what's your performance? You gotta take in like twenty bodies this week, like and you know, alter people's lives on some petty stuff or made up stuff. You've seen uh, countless examples of things being made up, fabricated, planted. And if you want to go find right a good documentary, there's um, these cops in Baltimore that probably call themselves something stupid like the Scorpion Unit yeah. or Red Dogs or something. Punishers. Yeah. Rat faces. So yeah. there's there's a show. Uh, they they the made a show snouts. about it called We, we Own This we City. Own this city. Yeah. But the documentary I watched again to explore that further was even better you're just getting real names real times real places um and you're like tying it all together but straight up did crimes worse than the neighborhood would put trackers on people's cars rob people's kick in doors take money drugs resell drugs hide money ton of like they were just uh, a, a state sanctioned like Gang, sound gang, like yeah. that sound like some sticker boy gang shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you get that like disingenuous, especially whenever there's a like a a black or brown police officer involved, which is the case in the Tyree Nichols murder. Dating. Whenever there's a black and brown police officer involved, it's like, well, it can't be racist. I'm like, we cannot. Can we not think about this in a systemic way? This is a systemic like this is white supremacy. At its core, right? Like uh, uh, policing is white supremacy. So putting a black and brown face or or body in a uniform does not change fundamentally what the problem is. In fact, I'm going to say, I'm going to argue because I've seen this on, and I'm going to speak for what I've seen from Latinos. Sometimes Latinos in those roles, I see they almost have to perform like they belong. So it's almost worse. They're like, I have to feel... I'm a part of this bro- quote unquote brotherhood. I'm part of the brotherhood. And so they're acting all kinds of ways because they have to justify their existence in those spaces. They have to justify their proximity to whiteness and white supremacy. They just always look so silly. <laughs> then there's that. Oh my God. Dangerous. Truthfully. No, but I, I, I think a lot about like, what if we like invested in the community? What if we gave kids uh things to look forward to to actually do during the summer to you know be creative etc like what if we like put some fucking money into places that have none like yeah just i know it's a radical idea i don't know why it's radical it's but not. like it shouldn't be it's Wait, just it, it makes me crazy i like when i walk when i um drive down through the west side to get to Cicero, I I just see like all these abandoned buildings, like all these closed businesses. I mean, people just standing outside. I don't know what they're doing, but they they don't look like they're having a good time. I just it 
it fucks me yeah. up. What everyone wants up. where they live. Cicero in, ain't so cute either. No, it, it ain't. I'm it just ain't. Point that. <laughs> Wait, but what every what everyone wants in their community is 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 is, is to be safe. Is safety right? Everyone. I, but I I guess that's where it gets confused, and I'm not being very eloquent about how how do I explain this. Um, that's where it gets sort of meshed together where it shouldn't. Safety and policing are not the same thing. No. Communities that are safe are not the ones that have more police in them. And that's, Thanks. I guess, my point, right? Yeah. And I'm like, let's talk about investing in places. Like, the reason it's not happening in these wealthy suburbs to this degree is because there's opportunity everywhere, right? That's why you're not having, like, a lot of violent crime the way that they are. So I'm like, let's, let's get to the core of this. This, the structures as they exist are not interested in changing. Status quo is working for yeah. a lot of. You mean people. the ones that don't even want to hear black and brown stories told? They don't care <laughs> at all. About this? Right. You, mean those, you mean those? <laughs> they those won't ones? read them, and yeah. they don't want them to exist. Yeah, they, they, right? Yeah, those ones. So fuck keeping yeah, them safe. Weird, yeah. fuck, fuck them being safe. Who cares? Right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Where it always gets highlighted is um, when you see like a court. You know your quarterly, your fiscal years over here, Roddy. Um, no, when like when like city budgets get announced and just random stuff you come across in the news, say city you live in, you're like, oh, well for this next year we're gonna increase the cop budget by uh, times two, and we're gonna like scale back That's on like so parks scary. and recreation, oh libraries. Fuck the school. We're cutting all these <laughs> other things. Yeah, it's everything insane. that's good. Everything that makes yes. sense. So these motherfuckers have tanks and shit to that use is, on yes, us. Yes, to use on the people that live in the city. Like, how does that make sense? So you, like, you know what I mean? Like, like how much, however much that. Like where shit does that costs, end? Yeah. Like, if you put that in some other shit that wasn't some some weaponry to <laughs> fucking attack domestic weaponry, yeah, your basically. own community. Imagine what that money could do because that shit's expensive. Because countries buy that shit for wars. So it's very expensive. Yeah. Could you imagine that if you provided jobs or the opportunity to go to school that people would want to do that, you know, and yeah. and fucking help the economy and all that bullshit? Like, what the fuck? So it sounds like you're you want to defund the police is what it sounds like. Oh. <laughs> is I what do. you want. You want to make nicer oh. libraries? Oh, <laughs> you want to take the tank money? You want to take the, the tank money to shoot the people with the tank to use that? <laughs> For libraries and shit instead? You want the parks nah, to look good and be safe? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck out of here. You want the slides to work? You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just man. don't think children should be decapitated at the park. All right. Well, Controversial well, take, yeah. but we're going to allow you to say it. To each his yeah. own. That's a hot take for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, think about... Think about when uh, the George Floyd uh, 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 protests and, and reaction happened... What did those? What did so many communities bring out? It was tanks and and armored vehicles, and it was like it looked like. Come on, I'm like the fact that you have wartime fucking equipment at, at a small town level. What are you saying? It, this isn't protect and serve, right? You you're acting like this is a foreign war, yeah. Doug. We Americans, man, we we like we're bad because the state has killed yet another person so we're and we're coming there generally unarmed just like dog we don't like this shit so you respond by be like oh you thought that just a regular yeah. everyday military motherfuckers would kill you imagine when we send in the dudes with the military vehicles what we're gonna do like like that's yeah. the response yeah it's terrorism it's awful 
Yeah. Sometimes it just feels so teeny tiny in all of it. You know, just like, what the fuck? You know what I find sort of fascinating? Because you always get this. You get this from people from all walks of life. But they're like, well, my uncle is a police officer and he's a great dude. And I'm like, fuck your uncle. He's probably a piece of shit. No, no, no. And I mean, like, (laughs) fuck him. Like, I don't want (laughs) to. For sure. I've met him. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) But that's when we get lost. We get lost. Because we're talking about systemic shit, and you want to talk about, talk about your uncle. Yeah, your uncle is a good dude. And I'm like, if your uncle was a good dude, wouldn't he want a job? <laughs> Instead of working where he's, like, hey, adversarial dude. in this community. Counterpoint. <laughs> Hold on. Instead of working in a community in a, this adversarial position where you're just, like, cracking fucking skulls and, like, that's getting you off, wouldn't you want to l- literally be contributing to... To, to some positive element of the community, you are not doing that at the moment, right? So we should rethink what it is to put, quote unquote, police. And I think that's, you know, we should be looking at community safety. What yep. needs to happen? What roles needs to exist? And maybe some of these cops need to switch roles to something else so they are actually yeah. doing positive work yeah. in this community. I mean, think about how much money we throw at this so for police. It's so and like, much. it's not working, Unreal. dog. It doesn't work. And it's based in historically in a whole bunch of racism. Yep. Yeah. And so that that line is carried through. So like let's try something else. Like it doesn't we just a lot of money. Yeah. Let's do a different thing with that shit. Do you ever think to yourself, I'm just gonna be pissed off until I die? Every day. Oh my god. It's just it's a scary thought. I'm like, I just I really wanna be happy and I am, but like I'm also fucking outraged, like Every second of the day, yeah. so hope that's you guys tough. Are, hope you guys are talking to your therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am for sure. My neighbor's getting a lot of this, and she didn't ask for it. <laughs> She's just taking out her garbage, and I'm like, "Did you hear about this?" <laughs> this segment is called Sichingis, and it's where we share all the shit that we are really into these days things that make us say see chingas and so i'd like to start off with um la not, diosa not in that way <laughs> oh see chingas see chingas um <laughs> i want to start off with the movie that i watched it was on netflix and it's called la diosa del asfalto and it's a really, really interesting movie about <clears throat> a girl gang in Mexico. Um, they're a group of girls who are like really disenfranchised and they, you know, band together and look out for one another and um, they encounter like really horrific misogynistic challenges and um, things get complicated etc i don't want to ruin it for anyone but it's it's really really interesting and i've never seen anything like it and um i think it really illustrates how misogyny really is deadly it kills it it destroys and so um i think that is an important message not a fun one but an important one no one thought that was fun <laughs> no, we talked cool. about a lot of stuff that wasn't too fun. Yeah, but it's where can a great we, where movie. can we watch it? Where can Netflix. we watch it? Netflix. Okay. Yeah, no, it was really good. 
All right. Well, I had, I had one, and then our conversation made me. So I'm going to tell you the one that I had. I'm always celebrating Latinos in any spaces that they are, and I just watched uh, HBO has this show called The Last of Us, and Pedro Pascal plays the lead role, and this is based on a video game that came out in like I believe it's 2013 called The Last of Us. Um, very cinematic video game, very awesome. You know, really good. I I don't game much, but I played this one way back in the no, day. Say, I remember. I I don't game much, but back that's then a, that's I a big game it. though. I haven't played it, but, but it was very it was dope. it was a game changer. It's been right? Popular it, for a long time. It felt very cinematic, and um, HBO has the the version out now. Um, and uh, Pedro Pascal, I believe, is Chilean American, and so I celebrate like Latinos in space, Latinos in. Uh, <laughs> With uh, superhero powers, Latinos everywhere else, underwater, wherever you find them, whatever, right? We just had the the Marvel. Uh, so anyway, um, celebrating the dystopian apocalypse Latino, which is, you know, always nice to see that we survive. We, you know, we're out there. Yeah. I, yeah. We're I, hard to get rid of. I think yeah. I would make it like if there was an apocalypse, I think. <laughs> Joe would be represented on the other side of that. So yeah, that, we'd build the fort so goddamn yeah, fast. Yeah. We got this. We got this. We're no. resilient. We are I resilient. Think, I think black folks too, particularly from America. We, we, I mean, everyone survives so much. That you think that's going to stop us? This ain't nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. We got this. Like, about Apocalypse, so that, please. So that was my original one, right? That was the original one that I had. But I am going to celebrate the. Um, Carmelita Torres, who um, should be more widely known, who is not. Um, on January 28th, 1917, she was a maid who was coming through, I believe, uh, if it wasn't, I think it was Juarez. And they had this uh, indignity that they would suffer when they would travel between countries of being deloused and like poured like a, oh, they would hit them with like gasoline to get rid of, you know, any sort of infections or whatnot. And she um, and other uh, maids at the point, like they refused. And so it was like a, it's known as the 1917 bath riots. Um, and I just want to sort of like give that some props. I mean, we're talking about this on January 29th. So it's just, you know, it's, 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 it would have been yesterday would have been the anniversary of this. Um, a, a Latino in history who sort of doesn't get her props. Uh, she was 17 years old at the time. Oh my God. Right. And um, just sort of like saying, fuck this shit. I don't want it. And yeah. I think the, the riots lasted for like a day or two. Um, of course, the it continued throughout the like forties and fifties, like this process. So of, she kicked oh. it out. She was like, "You're not putting that shit on me." Yeah. Oh my god. They would make them strip down. They would take their clothes yeah. and like like put pour whatever fucking chemicals they oh, would want that of course fuck, were man. cancerous and everything else. It was just fucking atrocious. Uh, but this young girl said, "Fuck this shit," and a group of them, you sort of stood back, stood up, and just. My Cichinguez is just a shout out and like letting people know like, hey, think of people like her, you know. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. Her, the anniversary of that was yesterday. So imagine how many anniversaries we don't even know about. Yeah. Of people doing things yeah. and causing change and um, for the better. There's so much that we don't know. And and uh, I think I talked about this last episode a little bit, but there are now more black and brown academics who are uncovering, you know, Real facts in history yeah. that that were either people didn't bother to learn, didn't want to, or they purposefully been covered up, and and you know they're they're uh, you know learn uncovering these things and then teaching us these things. So you know I'm optimistic about that. I love to learn about like new like shit that happened that we're just finding out yeah. that happened. It's, it's beautiful. By the way, 
Give us a five-star rating. Come on now. Look, all this content for free. Also, um, give us questions that we can answer on the podcast. We would love to hear from you. And uh, What's the best brand of mayonnaise? The breasts. The, the breasts. Breast. You took that. All right, <laughs> Floyd. We're just going to leave that the there. The best brand of mayonnaise is... Helmets. All right. Ew. What's what's going why on? Are we, here? Why are we talking about the like? What the fuck is they that? They need to know. No, thank you. <laughs> like, can we cut that? Like, I'm just <laughs> disgusting.